0: I'm Heidi. And I'm Nicole. I'm Nicole's mom. And now I'm also a mom. We created this podcast to talk about all the joyful, beautiful, and sometimes awful parts of motherhood.
1: We aren't experts, but we do have experience. Our goal is to talk about motherhood IRL. That means in real life, mom. Yeah, thanks, Nicole. And thanks for joining us in our Motherful Adventures. Thanks for joining us again on our Motherful Podcast. Today we have Amy, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about Amy. She's an Iron Woman athlete who shares her homestead with her husband, Jared, and six kids whose names all start with the letter T. She is an entrepreneurial homesteader who teaches swim lessons during the summer and harvests elderberry juice as well as many other natural products. Amy loves spending time in the mountains and has been known to take her six homeschooled kids on very long nature walks. They love it, though, and are all pretty adventurous, thanks to their mom. So welcome to our podcast, Amy. Welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, you forgot one very important fact, Amy, is your sister. Are we making that common knowledge? Yeah. Do you, yeah, you not, not, you to to you not want to claim like, that?
1: Do you want to claim Amy?
2: nope, she's not well, one of. I, was, I don't know her.
1: She's no. not one. I was gonna say that I have known Amy since she was born, and then Amy has known Nicole since she was born. Okay. 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 So I will definitely <laughs> claim Amy as my mm. sibling. Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. Let's let's do a lightning round. Okay. <laughs> um first question. What is your favorite part about the current stage of motherhood that you're in? Amy, do you want to start? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So right now I have a five-year-old up to 15-year-old and I feel like this is kind of like that perfect sweet spot. You still have your little guys that just adore you until you you're beautiful all day. And just you're the world to them. And then you and leave you pictures and notes on your bed and are just like, just love you. You can't do wrong with them. And then you have your teenagers who now can communicate with you at a different level than the young kids. They can joke with you. They can dish it back Mm -hmm. to you um, without being disrespectful. Um, But you just can talk on a different level. And I actually am loving teenage years with my two oldest boys who are 13 and 15, almost 14 and 16. And then my daughter will become a teenager this year too. And I think it is so fun. It is so awesome to have those adult conversations for their help. Like my boys are strong and just such good helpers. It, I mean, lightens my husband's load, it lightens my load. And so I feel like I'm kind of in this sweet spot where I have the best of both worlds. Yeah, you do actually like, I kind of am mourning the fact, like the realization that I'm not going to have, I'm out of that baby stage. Yeah.
0: That's funny because I have a one-year-old and as I was trying to figure out what my favorite part is, I was like, um, is it okay if I put nap time? <laughs> like, <laughs> because one-year-old Kate, okay, she's so cute and she's so fun. So I don't want to like disregard that, but like, She's so hard. She <laughs> just is like constantly needy. Yep. And like, she's at the their point where she's like, yeah, they're so busy and they are figuring things out. Like we used to be able to give her a stick of chapstick and she would play with it for like five days straight. Like she would not put the stick of chapstick yep. down. Well, now she knows how to open chapstick and eat it. So I'm like, well, shoot. Now what do I do? Like that was that kept her entertained for five days straight. And now I can't give her chapstick anymore. So just like stupid things like that, like she can open all my cupboards and like, oh, So nap time is my favorite.
1: (laughs) So actually what my favorite part about this current stage of motherhood, because I have all adult children now, is first of all, when they all come back home, that's what I love. And then when they all leave again, I love that
2: too. (laughs) (laughs) Then I got my house back. Kind of like grandkids, right? It's awesome to have their grandkids,
1: but you get to send them home. Yeah. <laughs> no, Finley can stay all she wants, but just when everyone else leaves too, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have enough grandkids yet to make it feel like they all need to leave. Yeah. I also really like that we can have adult conversations and yeah. then I'm friends with them now. And I don't feel like I have to bother them mm-hmm. all the time. That's what I like too. Yeah. yeah. All those hard years are paying off now.
0: Okay, number two, what is your best slash easiest slash quickest slash healthiest kid snack? Okay, so I've always been really big
2: with feeding my kids healthy, um, homemade, uh, or um, just nutritional food. And recently, our biggest kick is the Medjool dates filled with a slice of raw cheddar cheese and it is so good it curbs that what? sweet taste but it's the raw cheddar cheese that you need and it's like just a perfect amount you've got your fiber your protein your fat your sweetness it's just like everything and one that is so quick, easy interesting little snack and it's so good and they so like my kids it. love it oh they love it it could be a little dessert oh it could be like here because it's filling too just a couple yeah and
0: they can make it themselves you know Which is always a perk,
2: too. That's crazy.
0: The only time I've ever really had dates was um, at the end of my pregnancy because I don't even remember why. But everywhere that I read said that dates are good for your pregnancy at the end. So I would eat them. But it was like Hmm. I was like force feeding myself. It was I was I was really motivated to have that baby. And that that was (laughs) motivating me to (laughs) eat all those dates. Yeah, I would try it now. I do not like dates. You don't? No, I don't. They're so good. No, I'm curious with the cheese though, because I would eat them with peanut butter. But I'm curious what the cheese. Yeah, it's it's good. You can fill them with like, or you could fill them with raw grass fed um
2: butter as well, or like cream cheese. But we like the raw cheddar cheese is super good. Yum.
0: Okay, what's yours, Nicole? Well, mine's not quite that adventurous. Um, but maybe it is a little bit adventurous. Um, Finley really likes hummus lately, Mm. which yeah is like a super easy kid snack because you just spread on some crackers and they're good to go. It is kind of messy and she discovered um that she can take off her bib like 4 days ago, so oh, no. that's been fun. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's not warm enough to just like strip her down for every single meal, so <laughs> we we go through a couple outfits a day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, mine is, um, a snack for an adult. It's my own snack. (laughs) My friend at work gave me this tip, um, a couple of like a month ago, but there's this product that you can get at Marshall's and TJ Maxx. You know how they have all their snack racks and it's called, um, It's the brand, I think, is like Skinny 180, but they have these like 70 or 90 calorie um, little snack bars. Some of them are rice and like rice and blueberry, or some of them are the almond with um, other seeds. And they're super yummy, Hmm. and they're easy to take with me to school, and I keep them in my drawer. And if I need uh, crunchies or something like that, I feel like they're... Just a little pick-me-up? Yeah. A pick me up and they're healthy and I'm not, um, you know, eating a ton of sugar. So I think it's called skinny One Eighty. but they're super cheap. Um, at those two, at those places, Marshall's and TJ Maxx, they're like $4 for a package, but anywhere else, like if you bought them on Amazon, it would be like $10 for a package. So,
0: okay. Last question. If you wanted a tattoo, what would it be? Well, funny thing is, I've wanted a tattoo
2: for a long time. Um, <laughs> I wanted. I was like, "Did you do this on purpose? Is
0: that because you need yes. <laughs> me?"
2: That personalized?
0: We're just digging right in. You are okay because
2: I I don't want to tattoo my body. I don't have any tattoos currently, and um, uh, researching tattoos though, and the toxins that are in them. I don't know if I will get them, but. I would have six little stars. I've always wanted to have six little stars. Each one would represent one of my children.
0: Oh, and cute. I, I
2: don't have a design, but I, I just have always said when I'm done having kids, I want to get a teeny little tattoo that each one of my kids will be represented on there by a star because I love the stars and the moon and the sun. Yeah. And so I just thought a cute little design with six stars would be a, Great um representation of my kids. The most important thing to
0: That's cute. I my thought process is the same that I would want it to be something really small and something that represents like probably my kids or my husband or my family in some way. But I can't I'm too indecisive, so I don't think I could ever like commit to a tattoo. Like I don't think I could ever decide on something that I want forever on my body, like indefinitely. So if I did get something, it would have to be small and it would have to have a lot of meaning. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, per- it's pretty permanent. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, I was talking to my friend about this the other day and she's like, well, I would want to get something cute like for me and my husband, but then I feel like I'm just like jinxing it. Like, that's just bad luck. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, what if we end up not together in like 10 years? Like- <laughs> yeah.
1: That would be <laughs> I like, oh, never thought about it that way, but... <laughs> So if I were to get a tattoo, which now I'm not getting a tattoo for, I'm positively never going to get a tattoo because everybody gets tattoos yeah. now. And so I'm going to be that one person yeah. that doesn't, doesn't have, have one. Yeah. The odd one out. That's. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. So that's how I'm going to be different, but you do you. Um, but <laughs> if I were going to get one, <laughs> it would probably be a heart, a little small heart, probably on my shoulder. And in the inside would be the letters M R S because those are my, my husband's initials and it spells and it spells out Mrs. And he made me a Mrs. Oh, Smith. So cute. But I'm never gonna get a tattoo, so
0: <laughs> But the question was if,
1: yes. if I wanted a tattoo, yeah. what would it be?
0: <laughs> Correct. Okay, so, Amy, why don't you introduce you and your family a little bit? Um, You said you have kids age 5 to 15. Yes.
2: Okay, so I have been married for, um, we're going on 17 years. We have six children, five boys, and one girl. She's number three, and like Heidi said, they all start with the letter T. That was not planned, but then it just kind of ended up (sighs) that way. Wait, that wasn't Uh, planned? It wasn't. It was not planned. What? I wasn't planning five boys though. Oh, that's so funny. I had a couple of boys' names and a couple of girls' names. So then
0: five and six, it was, I was really so tricky like, hmm. to come up with boys' names. Yeah. <laughs> so what boys name can we take and and start it with a T?
2: <laughs> well, and then I had, after the first one, I'm like, found out we were pregnant with the second boy. I was like, let's just have them all end with the same phonetics at the end too, in. So then I had to follow that for five boys too. So starting oh, nice. with T <laughs> ending with n So,
0: yeah. So I kinda, how much
2: do you confuse them? Well, that's the thing too, is that I hadn't that planned. So if I would have known all the names, I would have practiced like yelling them, like in a <laughs> row. And seeing how like easy it is. And then really? the last two, they're literally one letter difference. Yeah, an X and a Y. So if you chopped off half that X, it makes the Y. So even then, I'm like, that was not. That was not planned out very well. That so, was not. I, I was just trying to get a name. I didn't
0: think of all those other logistics. So hey, it's too late to choose their though, names now. I have to say though, somebody gave me advice when I was naming my kids that. You have to um think about what it would be like to yell their name across the street, and if you don't like the <laughs> the way that it sounds as you're yelling, as you're opening your front door and yelling their name across the street, then you should probably choose a different name. <laughs> so. Yeah, or the
2: or the names that would rhyme with yep, their I've name that they that. Could get right. made fun of. You got to think of all of yeah. things. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So you have so we six have six kids. Yeah, six. They kids. all start with the letter T all the letter T. Um, we, um, love the outdoors. Um, our kids are, we're big into jujitsu now. Um, and we spend a lot of time together. I homeschool my children and, um, I'm really big into homemaking. I think it's super important. And I've always been kind of old school, with mm-hmm. doing those skills, the kind of old-fashioned skills. And I was always like the youngest one, no one my age is really doing that, but um I feel like I the kind of the way that I'm raising my kids is kind of more old-fashioned as well and that natural-minded. Um so
0: so something that you posted on Facebook this week. Um we saw your post about five skills for homemakers. Mm-hmm. Like you asked um what are five skills that you are glad that you have or that you wish or wish wish you you had? had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So we kind of wanted to make that the focus of our episode. Like we don't usually give out topics or like try to like stick to a specific topic, but I, both me and my mom saw that and we're like, that would be such an awesome episode because I feel like so many people could relate to that. So what, what were your thoughts from like the comments that you got on that post?
2: So also so one of the things that I've, I've always been a teacher and I love to teach people and, um, empower them to be able to do things themselves. Um, I am, I, I would love to learn to do everything and anything under the sun, but there's just not <laughs> enough time. And yeah. so I, I feel like, uh, and so I'm never bored because there's always something that I want to learn how to do or, um uh, that somewhere I want to go something. And so I just like the last with COVID, the last two years, there's kind of been a movement where mm-hmm. women are um, taking back homemaking, bringing that back into their homes, uh, mm-hmm. becoming not so much looked frowned upon. Like women are really realizing this is their calling from God, this is, you know, to, to make our homes a home and to nurture and raise and love our children and, and our husbands and to bring them up in righteousness. Like that is our big and most important calling in life. And um, you know, for years, people would be like, what, you know, what do you do? I'd be like, oh, I'm just a mom. And then I started to think about that. I was like, you know what, why am I saying that? I'm not just a mom. I'm just a mom, which includes 90 other positions. And just, you know, I'm just a doctor. I'm just a, a psychologist. I'm just a house cleaner. I'm just a taxi driver. I'm just, and, and instead of saying, I'm just like, this is a sacred calling. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think more and more women are realizing that and wanting to develop these homemaking skills and our culture. We don't really, we kind of lost that passing it down from our grandmothers and our mothers. Yeah, we totally did. Where it hasn't been, these skills haven't been passed down. And so these women are going, I want to learn these, but I wasn't taught it. I wasn't raised Mm -hmm. like this. Like, where do I go? to find, to learn how to do this. And so the last couple of years, I've actually started to teach classes as well um, to empower people to, so um, I did one with like learning how to turn and kit and to, you know, for emergency, medical emergencies and preparedness classes and gardening classes. And yeah. so I'm actually going to be teaching a series of these classes. That's why I asked that question because I just was in the kitchen last week Um, I had a busy weekend in the kitchen making, um, sourdough hamburger buns and, um, I made donuts and, um, sandwich bread and I was preparing for my family, um, because five boys, I, they eat a lot. So I feel like I live in the kitchen, (laughs) but um, (laughs) I just had this thought come, you know what people I've had women over the years, some are grandmas, some are uh, younger than me. Some are my age and they go, can I just come stay with you for a weekend and learn how to do these skills? Yeah. And you know, for me, I'm thinking, well, this isn't like I don't think I'm anything special <laughs> because this is just always what I've done. But for these other women who it's so it's a novelty to them. Right. You know, and um they see, you know, especially with the cost of food going up and like to yeah. be able to provide for your family this way. And Nicole, I know you had talked or mentioned um in your notes mm-hmm. about this how um one way we can do that is wives and mothers um is to we don't have to figure out ways to go make money but to how to save it and food is my, our biggest yeah. expense monthly uh, and so even even making everything from scratch and so um i just feel like there's some basic skills that everybody should have just just a basic knowledge and you don't need to be perfect or you know you don't need to make everything and do everything Yeah. And all of us women, we have different energy levels. We have different emotional levels and needs. And um, so I just kind of figured, you know what, I'm going to give them the tools and introduce them to this and teach them the basics. Nothing super complicated. And then they can do what they want with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what Nicole and I were saying is that um, we came up with like five that we thought were pretty important to have um, mm-hmm. to be a homemaker, but also we didn't want it to seem like everybody has to do all of these but that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can Mm -hmm. just pick one, like maybe even just one a year, it's a total work in progress. So maybe just Mm -hmm. one a year, you can pick one and focus on budgeting or, um, you know, being organized, uh, being organized in your, in your household that year or whatever. But like, um, the other thing that I was telling Nicole, um, as far as like gardening and canning I love to garden and it's kind of like, I think mom probably taught us this just because we had to go out and weed the garden all the time, which I hated Mm -hmm. as a teenager, but it somehow helped me to get that desire to have a green thumb, but I don't actually garden to have that much food. I mean, we get to me, I love fresh tomatoes and I love fresh spinach and fresh lettuce. And there's a couple other things that we garden that we grow in the summertime, but, um, because we don't have that big of a family anymore, it's like, we're just doing it to make ourselves happy. And then I was telling Nicole uh, with canning, when the kids were younger and we had six mouths to feed, I would can peaches because someone would tell me that they have an overflowing orchard full of peaches that I can go pick myself and they're free. And so I'd be like, sweet, I'll go can those peaches. But I'm not, now I'm not going to go and buy five boxes of peaches just to come home and can 50 quarts for my husband and I. Like, I'm not, I'm just not going to do <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs>
0: Why not? Not yeah. worth your time. Oh. I love peaches. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I just I, I want to backtrack a little bit. So, Amy, you you consider yourself to be a homesteader? Yeah. Uh huh. So, did you always want to be a homesteader? Like, did you know that that was like? At what point did it like? And and can you like define homesteading for us? Because I. Like I think this might be a new concept to like a lot of my friends. <laughs> yeah. So I think homesteader people okay, so I got
2: when when Jared and I got married, that was that's always been our goal. We've wanted to have land, which we still don't have our big pe- we just have an acre, but um we someday that is still our dream, and that's our kids' dream is to have acres and acres of land to roam and to have tons of animals and to hike our own property and you know, dirt bike on and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when people think of homesteading, generally they think that's what it means you have to have a farm or a ranch, and then you're a homesteader. But homesteading can be done in a- anywhere that you are in an apartment in the city. Like in a small home, um, you don't have to have a lot of space to homestead. And that's kind of why the the topics that I want to speak about are that anybody can do anywhere, no matter what situation they are in. They, you mm-hmm. can start. Is you just have to start. You can learn how to can. If you have to go buy your food to can, then that's fine. Just because you didn't grow it doesn't mean you're not a true homesteader. You learning to make bread, I think bread is one of the most important things, skills to learn how to do. Um, cause you can feed your family for days with bread and it doesn't cost much. Um, if there's yeah. a shortage, you can still make bread at home as long as you have flour and water available. Um, that's why I love sourdough because as long as you have flour to feed it, it just keeps on growing, but you can, all of these garden, you don't have to have a huge space. You can garden with pots. You can put them in a window. If you have a small place that has a window or get some cheap, um, just shop lights, you don't even need the grow lights. Um, you can do an herb garden and start there Mm. where that's medicine that you're growing. Um, you learn to make your own spices from that. So once again, that's, you're using what you're growing, and then you're taking the next step to be able to use, so you don't have to buy store bought spices, spice mixes, and um, or seasonings. So,
0: is homesteading just about like being more self sufficient? Pretty much. Okay. Yep.
2: Yeah. But so some people will take it hardcore, and they'll be like, "No, that means you need to grow everything." But the reality is, most people cannot grow everything to be one hundred percent self sufficient, and that's why community is so important as well. Um, Mm -hmm. is to have, you know, know your farmers and your neighbors and, you know, you, you help each other out. If I grow this, you're growing this, you
0: know? Yeah. Uh, So So when we were talking before, um, you were saying there's a difference between homesteading and homemaking. Yeah. So So homemaking is
2: is basically just keeping a home. So it's interesting. I was, we have this um, older lady who comes and um, just works with my two younger boys Once a week, she homeschooled her five kids and she wanted to just come over and kind of um, work with my kids to give me a little break so I can work with the older kids. And we were talking about this because she knows I'm going to start teaching um, a series of classes. And she was really, she's a home, a big time homemaker as well. And, and, and homesteader being self-sufficient. And she said that about eight years ago, um, it, a bunch of men started, I don't remember what the percentage was, but there were more men divorcing their wives than there were wives divorcing their their husbands, and and she said it's because of the the homemaking skills have been lost. What? It's not natural for all women. Like I said, it depends on their condition that they were raised that they can't keep a home clean or they don't know how to bake a or make a you know basic meal. And so the husbands are at work all day and they come home and their house is a mess. Their kids are a mess. They have to do the cooking. They have to do the cleaning. And, um, and I thought that was really interesting
0: because it, these skills I think have been lost. That and is so interesting. Like even just basic cooking and cleaning, like I get, I get sewing and canning and all that. Cause I no, feel we're like the we're in a society that we don't like absolutely need that. But, yeah. um. Like basic cooking and cleaning. So one thing that surprised me, I actually posted on Instagram, just on my personal account, I was just curious, um, what like some of my friends thought about these skills. And I was actually really surprised at how many of my friends answered and said that they wished they knew how to cook, like Mm -hmm. that they just don't cook at all. And I grew up, I, I was thinking about this. I actually did grow up cooking a lot, but, um, I wouldn't say that I'm like a great cook, but one skill that I feel like my mom was really good at teaching, probably mostly by example. Um, she was really good at just looking in our fridge and being like, Okay, we have these (laughs) like four things that are gonna go bad. What kind of a meal can I make out of these four ingredients? (laughs) And that she would throw together a meal.
1: Were they edible? Yes. I was no. gonna say and it was mostly yeah, good. yeah, yeah. mostly, of those mostly like, just plug your nose and eat it. We gotta get rid of the food. We're not gonna waste it. Yeah.
0: Yes. I'm very big into not having food waste, so I, <laughs> I will make a meal out of anything. But I love just going to the store with nothing on my list and nothing in mind except like, you know, the staples but finding whatever's on sale or something that, you know, I've never tried before and just buying it with not really any recipe in mind and specific. And then I go home and it forces me to cook something that I haven't cooked before. And sometimes it turns out and sometimes it doesn't, but, but I feel like that was a skill that I've learned from example. And I think it's helped us to, you know, be able to save money and not have a lot of food waste and have a lot of variety what
1: we eat. Well, and but. you do cook most of your meals too, Nicole, you, you may not think you're a good yeah. cook, but you do cook most of your meals that you guys yeah. eat. We don't eat out
0: very often, but that was another one of my points that I was thinking about. So a lot of these friends that don't know how to cook, they also work full time. Yeah. So it's like that balance of like, what is your time worth? Like if you're, you know, working 10 hours a day yeah. and making great money, is it really worth it to have to come home and spend another two hours making, making dinner just to save $10, you know? So it's, I think it's hard when you're working, when you're trying to balance that like work home life is like, you've got to make sacrifices somewhere, you know? Yeah. And I think that's where
2: meal prepping for me comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a crock pot's not that expensive An instant pot. Now those things are amazing. You can, cook food up real quick. If you forgot to thaw the chicken, you can throw a whole frozen chicken in the instant pot and that's true. You know, have it done. And so, you know, I think if you were to meal pan and, and if you know the, your days ahead that are going to be really busy, you just make sure that you have it prepped before you leave. But it does. I mean, I, I work part time. I've worked part time as a mother and with six kids, um, as a massage therapist. And then I teach film lessons in the summertime um, about eight hours a day. And, um, it is, it is way harder being a working mother. Um, when you, even if it's a part-time job or just a few hours a week, those few hours that you're out of the home really set you back. I feel like the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. And so I think everyone's situation is different, but that I was never a cooker either my mom, she used to always like, Hey, Amy, why don't you just cook this? You know, why don't you cook dinner tonight? And be like, no, it was never important to me. And so I didn't mm-hmm. really grow up cooking, but look like you were saying your friends don't know how to cook. Well, there's a lot of people that responded to my, um, Facebook post in their mid forties that want to learn how to cook from scratch because they were never taught it really or, or learned. They didn't have that example. And so I think that's what a lot of it is that they're just growing up. They weren't exposed to that because their moms weren't like that. And maybe their Mm -hmm. grandmas weren't like that. And so if we can, you know, break that cycle and, you know, teach our children, then we can set the next generation up to be uh, more self-sufficient mm-hmm. because they were raised that way and, and learning these skills and involve them in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like my kids, I Sundays, I'm like, okay, you're making bread. You're making granola bars. You're making protein balls. You can make, um, homemade gelatin gummies. Like I give them each something that they need to do Yeah, because they eat a lot, but then they're also learning those skills. And so, um, you know, and with five boys, I, I want them to be able to go out into the world and know how to cook too. It's not just for the girls, for the females to learn. I want yeah to yeah. them all to know how to be able to cook and bake for themselves.
0: Yeah. So I had a, I took a personal finance class at BYU. Um, and I, that was one of my favorite class. It was probably my single most favorite class that I ever took in college. And my professor was awesome. And he, would talk about how his wife, I, I believe they had eight kids. Um, at one point he had 12 kids because his first wife passed away and then he remarried and she had four. So I think this was his first wife when she had eight kids, but she knew how to feed their eight kids on $800 a month. Like their entire food budget was $800 a month. And he would talk about how she (laughs) would make homemade bread, right? Like, I think I'm pretty sure our food budget is more than $800 a month. And I well, feel like that, I'm pretty frugal. That was a while ago. I did. Yeah, $800 okay. That's true. That's true. This is probably eight people. Yeah, This is probably 30 years. And ago, And that was,
2: that was all the groceries. I did that just until the last probably four years. I could do it on $800 a month. And I was like, how, oh, how can I cut back? But there were, really wasn't, um, a, a way that I could, I mean, we didn't eat out and I made everything from scratch and I, I didn't buy all organic because it wasn't in the budget but I ate healthy. We always had, we've always had fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, but it, it just even, you know, making things from scratch saved a ton of money. Yeah.
0: Well, that's where I was going with this is my, so my professor said one thing that his wife would do is he would, or they would pay their kids to make bread. So, you know, he, he, cause it was a finance class, he wrote up the whole cost analysis and everything, but like, for you know a a nice thick loaf of like the hearty homemade wheat bread at the store you know it's like six dollars now it is so comparing that to like whatever the cost was, I think it was like 98 cents or something to make it from scratch. And then he would pay his kids $2 a loaf to make the bread. So he's like, we're saving $3 a loaf of bread. <laughs> and my kids are making it for me. <laughs> so I like, have my kids make it and sell <laughs> it to make money. Hey, make us some money. Yeah. You make it. And then sell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just, I, I, that reminded me when you said that you like involving your kids in the kitchen, it reminded me of that. Cause it's like, you can kill two birds with one stone, <laughs> and then, you know, then, then that also goes to
2: the other part of motherhood of the spending time. When you feel like, I know a lot of days I just feel like, Oh, there's not enough time to get everything that I done. And then I feel guilty. Have I spent enough time mm-hmm. with my kids? Everything I do is for them. Um, you know, and I love an orderly clean home because I feel like everybody's better. And, you know, where God says he loves a house of order and, and being, having six kids and homeschooling and, and having, you know, these side gigs that I do, like it just may, I know where things are. Um, I also know when I'm low on things. So I stock my pantry. It's always stocked. So when I am going to make dinner, I'm like, dang it, I don't have any more of this. Cause I always have a backup. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those life hacks that I learned really early on with a handful of young babies that all had to be loaded into car seats because the husband was, you know, worked late and I'm making dinner and I forgot an ingredient. You know, I did not like having to put everybody in the car to go to the store for one thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: making sure that you have, you know, um extra of, of the things that you use often is yeah. one way to eliminate stress and put one more thing on your plate.
0: Yeah. Okay. So this is a good segue into cleaning because we've talked a lot about cooking. Um, and like some other homemaking skills, but cleaning was another thing that I feel like came up a lot on both of our, um, posts on social media. So what's, I mean, do you have any
1: thoughts on cleaning? I have a thought. I feel like, uh, cleaning doesn't mean deep cleaning to me. I mean, you do want to deep clean, you know, occasionally, but a clean house doesn't need to be, um uh, Cloroxed every single day. Like you just (laughs) have to be organized and you have to tidy up at the end of every day or at the beginning of every day or whatever. Yes. In my mind, if my house isn't clean, that stresses me out. And I think some other, there might be people who don't have that stressor of a dirty house. That doesn't matter to them, but what if it matters to their spouse Or what if it makes one of their children have anxiety because they can't find anything or they don't, you know, they can't function in a messy place? Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, there's lots of psychology done actually on um, children and how it affects them. Um, Even just like having too many clothes um, to choose from. Really? Clothes are a huge problem that kids can change their outfits three times a day because they have so many options. And then guess what? That means that you're doing three times as much laundry, which then stresses you out and and makes your load heavier. And so I got down to where they have about five to six days worth of clothes. And I've tried to go like more neutral. So in the little ones, you want to give them that flexibility for them to go choose their their outfits. And so if it bothers you that you're having stripes with polka dots or, you know, plaid or whatever, then (laughs) Then don't, don't give them a shirt with stripes or polka dots. Yes. Just get them clothes. And no matter what they wear is going to look good together. And, um, I'm not big on just doing a load of laundry a day just because, Mm -hmm. um, and then also they each have their own towel, so they don't get to grab a new towel every time they shower. They each have their own on the hook so they know that's theirs. And then we can wash it once or twice a week depending on, you know, how often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the big boys, teenage boys um, have to switch it out at least twice yeah. a week. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they, they, they need to shower a lot. But um,
0: they so they're just little hacks like that that just simplify. Yeah. I'm just uh, curious, like, do you have any other, like, cleaning systems? Because with eight people in your house you have to be organized in your cleaning. <laughs> I know. Okay.
2: So I tried, there was this lady called the fly lady years ago when I just had one kid and I would look at her blog and she was all about the 15 minutes and having the systems. You know what? For me, I don't do well with systems. If something's dirty, I clean it. If I go in the
0: bathroom, okay. and the dirty, I'm the same I clean way. It. So a couple weeks ago we were talking to, um, who was it that was saying that she has her cleaning chart? Um, it was Aubrey, Aubrey, Aubrey Yeah in Texas was saying that she has her cleaning chart and every day she looks and it tells her exactly what she needs to clean. And she has, she has ADHD. And we talked about that on her episode. And so that is what worked for her. And after we were finished recording, I was like, I could never have a cleaning chart. Like (laughs) I was trying to think, I'm like, do I have like a laundry day or anything? I'm like, no, I, I do the laundry when the laundry needs to be done. Like if I notice that something's dirty, I clean it. And that, that works really well for me because there's always something that needs to be cleaned. And, and I don't want to wait till Friday because of the church, yes.
2: the calendars. I can't clean till yeah. Friday. <laughs> yeah. It just, I mean, growing up, I'd, I don't know if you remember because you were probably out of the house already, but I was nicknamed Cinderella because I love to clean. Oh, I remember. And I would go around and pick yeah. up everyone's little messes. And then they say, couldn't find it. they like, Amy, where did you put it? And then, I'd, and then I'd vacuum and then people would come in the house and walk. I'm like, you just ruined my lines. And mom would say, Amy, it's not worth getting in an argument. I'm like, but I just clean. I just vacuumed that. Now you can't see the lines. No, I've learned to let go. Good. So I think what Heidi said, not about like my house is not perfect at all. There's always stashes of little Mess, but um, like I can't leave the house either without it being picked up, and I can't stand like oh dirty. We were
0: talking house. about that. Yep, I, I always yeah. mop my floors before we go on a trip because
1: I have to
0: come home to like a clean, empty house. Yeah,
1: no, and when we when we get ready to go, it takes twice as long because we have to clean the house before we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm talking about even daily. I'm like leaving for
2: the afternoon to take kids. I'm like, all right, we can't leave until you guys, I'm like, you guys want to go to an early jujitsu class and the house needs to be clean. We can't go to the earlier class unless the house is clean. Let's go. Cause I want to come home, and I know I'm going to have to, you know, get dinner and then it's going to be go time and like everyone clean up and get ready for bed. So I don't worry about that. But, um, and you know, my kids know how to clean. And I think it's important that kids are participate. I've never, done um they've never gotten a chore allowance it's just part of their being part of the yeah. family and um, it's contribution and um I think a lot of times these days parents would rather their kids be getting their straight A's and be involved in all these sports and overbook them that they don't ever learn those basic housekeeping skills I agree mm-hmm. so I mean I have some whose kids go off to college and they're like they call them, their parents are like, I can't stand it. My roommates are slobs. They don't even know how to pick up after themselves or do the dishes. And I'm the only one who cleans. And so I think we're doing them a disservice when we try to do everything ourselves, Mm -hmm. even if we know we can do it better. But even starting from, you know, a toddler, like Finley can be doing
0: stuff right now here, go, go get the trash for mommy, you know, help me empty. Oh my goodness. The day I realized that I was overly obsessed with cleaning my floors was the day that she stole my kitchen rag out of my hand and got down on her hands and knees and started wiping (laughs) the floors. I was like, oh my goodness. Apparently I do this every day because you're literally copying. I did not even know that she could do that. And apparently she's really smart and watches me do it every day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Well, every single one of my kids, when they have moved out, have sent me a text and said, mom, thank you so much for teaching me how to clean my kitchen, my room or cook or whatever they've they're like, no, none of my roommates will clean. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one who can clean. Even the boys have said that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's unfortunate that you're the only one, (laughs) <laughs> who knows how to do that i know
0: good thing you're really good at it because now you can cover for everybody else now you
2: have four other people yeah, to after. i can't believe it but that's what i one of those things too i think it is where it's a learned behavior mm-hmm. um you no know, yeah you either grow up in a messy house and then you're like well this is just what it doesn't seem to bother you even though psychologically it is cluttering your mind right um or you're like there's no way I hated growing up in a house that was so dirty like I'm not going to live that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. it's a learning curve. And you know, everyone can have a, a cleanliness is different to everybody, you know. My husband's always like Amy, just because every little thing's not picked up off the floor it doesn't mean it's not clean. I'm like, well, it's not to my <laughs> level. <laughs> but it's just, you know, having a house of order. So Mm -hmm. That's just, just not only for, for the whole family's sake, your husbands, your kids also to make your life easier. So you're not like going, Oh, where did I put my keys? And like, I'm, I'm already late. I need to go. Or like, where is this, you know, constantly losing things. Like, um, it just stresses, makes your life more stressful. And so, and I hate that. I hate losing things because that doesn't happen very often. So when I do, it's really frustrating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Amy, um, Is there anything else that you wanted to share before we get to our final question?
2: Um, I think as women, um, I think especially in the LDS culture, it's very easy to get caught in the comparison trap. And Mm -hmm. what you see on social media, you think that girl, that woman has it all. She does it all. And look at her house is always perfect. Her kids are clean and dressed and always put together. And she's so skinny and blah, 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 you know. And just remember that you only see a little square of their life and Mm -hmm. that you are your own unique, beautiful person. Yeah. And that if if you look at somebody else, too, with their kids and, and their husband, too, like, oh, their, their relationships are great or look at their kids are perfect. Is it to remember that um, your kids, that you were chosen for them and that no matter what um, trials come with that, that God chose you and to be their mother and that you are capable of it. And that maybe you don't do all of these skills right now, or it doesn't come naturally to you, but, um, that you are capable of learning any of these skills. Um, and I think a lot of it is mindset too, is Mm -hmm. that if you have the desire, then you will be able to accomplish that. If you want to clean house, then start small, um, start decluttering If if you have the means to hire somebody to help you organize and to teach you, Um, if you want to start to cook homing meals, then just start small. They don't need to be fancy. My meals are never fancy or super time consuming, but you can Mm -hmm. cook healthy, quick meals for your family. Um, Just all of these things that you don't have to do at all and you won't be able to do everything, but to just do your best with your circumstances and with what... In the life, and also in the phase of life that you're in, because that changes.
0: Oh, that totally changes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I love that. That's awesome. So the so our last question that we always ask um is what advice would you give to your former self about becoming a mother? So did that did that answer that question, or do you have another answer?
2: Um, no, you know, um, that's all I've ever wanted to be was a mom, and um. Of course, like some things, like I was always so patient and kids loved me. And, you know, it's (laughs) different when you're sleep deprived 24-7 and you're like, gosh, I'm not as patient as I thought I
1: was.
2: (laughs) Wait, I yell, dang, I yell too much. Like I didn't think I was a yeller. But um is it and so like that probably just be like, be more patient and like don't yell. Life's too short. And you know, the mom's always told me growing up, you know, with young kids and they say, oh, just wait, they grow up too fast. And you're going, yeah, right. You don't remember that it was 20 plus years ago. You don't remember yeah. how exhausting this is. And um, and now I'm in that stage where I don't have toddlers anymore. And my oldest is about to drive. And a couple of years from me in the home, and I'm like, <laughs> holy cow, where did yeah. that time go? They're gonna all be gone before I know it. And to just really savor those moments. And I wish I would have um, savored it more with the beginning with the first few, um, instead of just worrying about yeah. all the things that I wasn't yeah. doing, and you're not going to be in that phase forever where yeah. you're sleep deprived and where you just feel like you don't ever have time for you or, um, you know, they're not going to be babies forever when they need you for everything. And then you're going to probably want to Heidi. Maybe you don't think this Heidi, but then you're going to maybe wish that they would yeah. want you. <laughs> or, you know, Sometimes maybe. I do. Uh, maybe Heidi's like, no, heck no, this is wonderful. <laughs> but um, you know, that I mean it's nice to be wanted, but sometimes you're like, holy cow, I can't get take, you know, a breath of fresh air. Um, but it does go by really fast. And um, and you know, Satan wants us all to feel defeated mm-hmm. and like our job as a mother is not important enough. It's not enough. The world's telling us it's not enough. Um And so if he can destroy the women and break us down, then he's going to win yeah. because we are the ones usually home raising, um, the next generations. And, you know, maybe that means you're raising grandbabies too. If, um, you're in that situation where you have to raise some grandbabies. And, um, so I don't know. I, I just feel like it's such Satan is working so hard on the women to just make them feel like they're not good enough or they're not beautiful enough, just the way they are. And that this isn't an important job, but it is, it's the most important job. Yeah. Can I read a quote that I just thought, I thought it was so great. Yeah, go for Um, it. Especially, you know, people go, well, why would you bring kids into this world in these days? You know, why would you do that? And that is that in a time where I could feel sorry for my child and the world she's growing up in, I choose to feel excited for the dragons she will slay. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. You know, there's there's so much that we can teach and that, you know, the kids are coming down, the spirits are coming down stronger willed and. And we were chosen for this time to raise those strong spirits. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. Thanks for sharing with us, Amy. You're awesome. We love you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us for another episode. We hope you found inspiration for your own life.
0: And hopefully we're as funny as we think we are.
1: Find us on Instagram at The Motherful Podcast for updates on each episode.